0: Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of Did You Watch The Race? This week we're going to be reviewing the Singapore Grand Prix, which was jam-packed with action, battles and crashes.
1: We're mixing up the format now that Jason has abandoned us to head down under with Punk Queen Nicole. So every race review for the next couple of weeks, myself and Colin will be joined by a special guest. Spoiler alert, it's just one of our friends.
0: Don't worry though, Jason will return once he's settled in his new Aussie life. So look forward to welcoming him back to the podcast very soon. I'm Colm and I've been watching F1 for four years.
1: I'm producer and social media manager Gemma and I've been watching F1 for four years.
2: And I'm the stand-in Mick and I've been watching F1 for nine years with a brief hiatus. Do you want to ask the question, Mick? So, did you watch the race?
1: Yees.
0: Yes.
2: Yes, it was actually fantastic.
1: I think we already have a contender for number one race of the season so far. <laughs> yeah I was
0: thinking about that as well but maybe let's not get ahead of ourselves and we can jump into mm. what we thought about the race. So where do we want to start?
1: Oh I was going to say I didn't really pay massive attention to qualifying it. I mean I did didn't until the Red Bulls were obviously knocked out in Q two, and then I was really
0: interested. Then you're like what happened? I must watch now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah that was a real shock. I remember watching it and being uh Real thrown, but how slow they were going, and I was, because like obviously they've been very fast all year, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden this weekend they're not, and I was like, oh yeah, they'll pull it back, they'll pull it back, and then both of them are out in Q two. I was like, Jesus, and also it was Lawson to put them out.
1: What were the other notable? Was it Yuki that he was it that he had a shit qualifying, and that he stopped before the race started, or I can't remember.
2: No, he actually met it off the line this week, yeah, he did. but unfortunately only lasted one lap.
1: Oh, yes, that was it.
2: <laughs> and he got
0: a puncture apparently and um, drove into the, the Marshall lanes. Um, <laughs> yeah, he just kind of said nope. Which is very odd. He, like, I think he probably, could, yeah, exactly. he probably could have got it back to actually have like a more of a race. I don't know if you're allowed to do that. I, I'm pretty sure your team have to call it off. It's a safety issue. You can't just no part of the race but that's what it looked like he'd done there obviously must have been more behind it Um, but I haven't seen any interviews since uh, like about that
1: yeah I kind of admired how it was like he just wove around the barriers and then that was it and that was nice and neat definitely helped although it probably would have been interesting if there was a a safety car in lap 1 well lap 2 I guess
0: Um, was there anything else about qualifying? interesting qualifying
2: so Stroll had his big shunt
0: Oh yeah, that was that was really big. Um, I don't know. It was was it was wet? Obviously on Friday night as well. And I don't know. He just looked like he lost the control of the car and completely drove straight into the
2: barriers. Yeah, he looked like a guy trying to outdrive himself and the car, and it just didn't look comfortable. The few corners before that, and then eventually the car did snap on him, and that was the result. Yeah, it was really dramatic. I don't think I saw much of him
0: before the incident or if I d- wasn't paying attention to him before the incident.
1: And then that swiftly closed off... Qualies? No, that swiftly closed off Q1. Sorry. Yeah. As r- if you got into Q3. Red flag, obviously, for a while, <laughs>
0: kind of clearing on that up. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, the, the, the talking point after Qualies was that the Bulls were P11 and P12, I think.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if they're... I think that was everything notable from qualifying from my particular... Obviously, the the big one was the Red Bulls. Um, and I think that overshadows everything. So even if there was more events, I kind of forget about them. Um, because that was such a massive shake-up. I wasn't expecting it.
1: Yeah, completely. Like, I don't think anyone could have predicted that happening, to be quite honest.
0: Yeah, I think... So if we briefly touch on that, I think they obviously had... Um, they only had some, some small arrow changes. Um, and I think this is obviously where we need Jason... <laughs> To have <laughs> add, add, add a bit of technical knowledge, so what possibly could have went on with the the Red Bulls and why they had such a bad weekend? Um, I didn't think that many air changes would have would have drastically changed the car that much because like it's the same Red Bull that we've seen
2: the entire season. Like this is the first race where they haven't absolutely dominated. Yeah, Christian alluded to it when Martin was asked on the grid walk. It was the same car that won two weeks ago and the week before that, and every other race this year.
0: So yeah, then just before we actually touch on the race, I'd like to point out that Jason was actually there for the weekend. So on his trip to Australia, he's taken a small stopover in Singapore to catch the Grand Prix. He had some stories up on the Instagram, didn't he?
1: He did, yeah. We might create a highlight for that. So if you missed it, you can watch back on it because they were really interesting to see mm. pictures from the ground.
0: It's actually really funny because I don't go on Instagram and watch, it's actually a coincidence that I saw them because my sister was on Instagram <laughs> at the weekend. You
1: mean you don't religiously check the did you watch the race right Instagram? That's
0: the only one I do check. But at this particular time, I <laughs> happen to not be checking it, but it was really funny. She just leaned over and was like, oh, look, your friend's in Singapore. And I'm like, that's, that's <laughs> hilarious. It was really exciting to see Jason there and for the F1 and also getting his perspective on what he thought and what he kind of thought of Singapore what he thought of his experience going to the races there I think he said to us that it restored his faith in going to the races
1: yeah it def- he definitely painted a good picture of it I'm sure he'll be on in a couple of weeks or we might get him to send a voice note recap maybe for next week it definitely sounded a lot more organised it sounded a lot cheaper and like more central in terms of transport accessibility it definitely was different to our experience of Monza this time last year
0: yeah, so guys, I think you can look forward to a little voice note from Jason in the next episode, maybe about his experience in Singapore.
1: So to start on a very eventful race, I'm not sure where we want which team we want to start on. Uh, obviously, Signs was ob pole, and spoiler alert, finished P1. So we might jump in with Ferrari and discuss them because we had Charles who finished in P4, thanks to. Russell, who we'll get to later.
0: Yeah, so Signs obviously had not just Signs but Ferrari in general. The the um, had a fantastic weekend. I'm not specifically talking about the drivers, but the team in general. I think this week they've really they really redeemed themselves. Maybe not for the entire season, or the last couple of years either. But this weekend <laughs> was genuinely was was fantastic from them. Signs obviously really clear head, very experienced. He pulled it off. I thought very very well. And the strategy from the team was quite good as well. I know they had to sacrifice Charles a bit, but unfortunately that's that's how it goes. I feel like beforehand they would always have chosen to favour Leclerc even if he was behind. But this weekend they were like, you know, look, like Carlos is in front. If we want a chance to win this, we have to knuckle down and give him the opportunity to win, which I thought was obviously very mature from them.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a great, great race from Carlos. Just the strategy that he employed of giving Norris the DRS so that the Mercs couldn't overtake him. My takeaway afterwards was, I didn't think Leclerc could do the same thing in that position. Uh, I think he would have... You don't think he would have made the same decisions? Yeah, I think he would have been a bit indecisive, maybe a bit worried. He would have tried to make as big a gap as possible.
0: Too defensive, yeah, and he would have pushed ahead. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. And also, like, I think signs obviously, knowing that Norris hasn't taken him over yet, I think he probably was sure that he wasn't going to have the opportunity to take him over in the last two laps. Giving him the DRS was an absolutely fantastic decision. And that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. I think Carlos is very, he's a very clear head when he's driving, when he's racing. When he's talking, really, he might not sound all there, like 100%, but... I think he obviously makes very clear and Same thing with Hamilton, I think, as well. Like it always sounds like Hamilton's losing the plot when he's talking on the radio. But I think mm. all in all, I think he keeps his calm, like under it all. He's he they both know what's going on and what the best decisions to make. And I think that's absolutely fantastic. Like it's a brilliant drive from him.
2: Yeah, it was really a race that was won by racecraft rather than pure pace. Oh yeah,
0: definitely agree. I think that's what Jason is saying as well
2: about why Ferrari are
0: favouring Leclerc. Like he he definitely is very, very fast. But again, again, I've said it before that I think Carlos has the experience and the the kind of the cool and calm collectedness to actually get it done.
1: Yeah, I feel like Charles has proven a little bit over the last year, maybe, maybe just this season that he has a tendency to lose the head a bit. And although he does have a good reputation for performing under pressure, I don't know. I agree, Mick, that he could potentially couldn't have done that that drive the same with the same calmness as signs.
0: maybe in a couple of years maybe he might calm down a bit I think obviously Max in his first five six years was crazy wasn't he <laughs> so
1: also it's good to note that this is the so obviously this is Carlos Signs' second podium with Ferrari his first one was in Silverstone
0: last year I think this is his second win as well if I'm not mistaken yeah it's the second win
1: um, and then this is Ferrari's first win with Fred Vasseur, who's the new team principal so he was obviously Dulyra.
0: Yeah I'd say he's absolutely delighted especially I obviously they had a rough time at the start of the season and they've, they have been slowly pulling it together I think I've obviously was very harsh on them at the start of the season after the summer break I think they've really kind of started to calm down a bit and pull it together still some silly mistakes but again it's Fred's first year but I think with this under his belt I think he'll be able to relax a bit now and actually get To work, yeah, I think he is steady in the ship, yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. Um, I'm gonna move on to Alfatari um, and just get out of the way. Obviously, we've t- already talked about Yuki, um, <laughs> Let's get it out of the way, <laughs> yeah. Well, they only had one driver, um, just like Perez said to Yuki, yeah. So, um, obviously, Yuki didn't have the best race of one lap, <laughs> um, but fair play to him to get in the car off pretty easily, um, because I think it was yellow flag, green flag, yellow flag, green flag. Because they weren't Yeah it was. Even the marshals weren't sure What was really going on Or the stewards sorry Weren't sure what was happening um, But he did a good job Of getting his car out of the way And then obviously Lawson who had A very good race Very impressed with him And his drive This weekend
1: Yeah he Not only was The first person driver Of this year To overtake Max Verstappen But he also Technically knocked out Both of the bulls So And he won points Yeah Which is very exciting
0: Yeah debut points for him Which is pretty good
1: Hmm. Do we have any thoughts on his future in Alphatari potentially for next year or in another seat?
0: It's really hard to tell. He's really put his best foot forward there, and I think eyes will be on him for next year. If Alphatari don't take him, um, this year, like or this year coming, I'm imagine he might take one more year out, and then teams will be looking for him. I don't know if Alphatari will or not, but we'll have to wait and see. Maybe more potentially that Yuki will step sideways maybe to another team and Liam will take his seat.
2: Yeah I could definitely see a spot for him in a team like Williams maybe second driver with Albon there if AlphaTauri don't pick him up. I don't think Sargent's doing too badly
0: there. I think
1: I don't think that Sargent's going to be dropped anytime soon.
0: Yeah um, I think they might definitely at least have him for next year. I don't see him he's not doing a terrible job like he's doing pretty decent.
1: I'd say AlphaTauri though are raging because the absolute cost of Daniel Ricciardo compared to Liam Lawson like say it's making a fairly sizable dint and now they have to pay what three drivers now because one of them is out and, and they have to pay the severance package probably of Nick and they're hemorrhaging money at this stage
0: Um. so yeah moving on to Mercedes then we've had another podium from Lewis that's another thing I think Mercedes are really starting to pull it together again Um. George obviously had a fantastic race as well but he got really unlucky at the end I think lando said it in the post race interview where he had clipped the wall and he i think he thinks that George was just following his line and obviously clipped it a lot harder and that really took him out of it and i think if you go back and watch the replay you can really see him like you can see the the back wheel hit the wall and then he just completely loses control of it
1: that was really unfortunate like unlucky is definitely like an understatement um i don't know about you but I was screaming at the TV. Like, I can't believe that actually happened on the last lap.
0: Yeah, it was some some upset, like very dramatic as well. Um, I didn't, uh, I wasn't too reactive, I don't think, but I could definitely feel for him, especially watching him uh, scream as he like on the radio and then
2: watch him like slowly get out of the car. He looked very despondent. Um, So I would have liked to have seen Toto's reaction. There might have been another headset smashed. <laughs> oh, I'd imagine so, yeah
0: yeah because um, yeah <laughs> definitely
2: because that was massive obviously
0: massive chunk of points that um they lost as well P4
1: yeah he did up, up until that point have a really good race he had a shit start and then he slowly clawed his way back and I think there was a lot of commentary, obviously, in this race on tyre management. And Russell seemed to be commenting a lot on signs of tyre management ahead of him. And that would suggest to me that, you know, he was doing a Lewis on it and maybe... um, What's the word? Like, diverting attention from maybe his own tyre situation. Who knows?
0: Maybe. I think George was managing his tyres very well. He just got really unlucky towards the end there. Like, I do think if he hadn't done that... Potentially could have gotten Lando maybe on the last lap, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I would say probably he would have gotten Lando, unfortunately. But apart from that, to go to the wider Mercedes tactics, they did a double stack, which I know Ferrari also did, but I think Mercedes potentially did it slightly worse, which is shocking. I think Hamilton was maybe waiting for a second or two. After Russell to pull off, but I think that might have been because of traffic. But I would
0: like to argue that, that it was defi- they definitely done it better, apparently. Because,
1: oh, interesting,
0: mostly because from, really? from an overall point of view, that they
2: didn't lose any places. Um, I think you're getting a bit mixed up.
1: Oh, was it the other way around?
2: Charles was stuck. did the double stack in the first yellow flag, mm. and then Mercedes did it under the VSC, yeah. So, uh, right when Charles uh, got caught, he got so when when
0: Ferrari done their double stack, Carlos got away, no bother. He was out in front. But they asked Charles to slow down so much that they weren't waiting for him to get into the pits, but that meant that he got stuck in traffic on the way out of the pits and he lost, I think, three or four places.
1: Oh, uh, right, well, I've totally got that wrong then.
0: Yeah, so Mercedes actually were, when they had done it, um, there was no one else coming to the pits and they got out into clean air. They didn't lose
2: any positions. Yeah, Mercedes nailed the strategy at that point mm. to get onto the mediums but the wily owned science got them in the end Um I think we can probably move on to McLaren then obviously because we just touched on Lando there
0: yeah he had a fantastic race I thought very calm very quiet obviously I don't think he'd done many overtakes but he managed his tyres well kept quiet kept his head down got it done pretty much
2: yeah McLaren bought some more upgrades this weekend only Lando had them but it definitely looked like another step in the right direction for them.
1: I was going to say, as well as Lando, there was so much happening and so much success. though. I think poor uh, Piastri, the fact that he climbed 10 places is being overlooked a bit. But that was a fantastic race from him as well. I know it was a midfield battle and it wasn't, we didn't really get a sense of it because uh, the TV broadcast was focused more on the top four to six. But he had a really strong race as well.
0: Yeah, he had a fantastic race, I thought. And yeah, obviously he got overshadowed by Lando coming in P2. But yeah, I think he did a fantastic job. And obviously what Mick is saying there about the upgrades and that Lando only had them, that kind of explains partially why Piastri was a bit slower.
2: Piastri got very unlucky in qualifying as well. He was the car directly behind Strolls when he crashed. So Uh, he did not have a chance to do a second run. Yes, you're right, yeah.
1: All round pretty solid from McLaren. Obviously, Zach and Andreas were buzzing. It's going to be interesting to see how they round off the end of the year because, I mean, it couldn't get any worse than their start. So onwards and upwards, I guess, for McLaren.
2: Mm-hmm. It was nice to see the warm embrace sack of Sainz after the race as well. Yeah, I saw that. That was, that was quite good. It was also great to see, I think I had a big smile on my face
0: um, watching signs and Nando get, the, get on the podium together. Obviously, they're very good friends, but I think it's one of those friendships that everyone enjoys seeing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah,
1: and the fact that signs, admittedly, you know, obviously for it was for a defence point of view, but I think there was also a a, a second motivation there for for Keith Lando in in P two and making sure he had the podium. I think there was definitely an added benefit of that, which is very very cute.
0: Yeah, obviously he he definitely done it for himself, obviously, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's nice to see that that um it was Lando that he was it's helping a win win, yeah. Whatever
2: narratives we can add on top. Sounded cute. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Carolando alive and well again in 2023.
1: Can we maybe then move further down the grid to Williams? Yeah. So, Sargent in what seems to be fulfilling the Latifi spot, the, the ghost of Latifi is very much following him. He crashed in a lap 19. He didn't crash. He brought it into the wall and then smashed and completely fucked his front wing and then kind of I- dragged it behind him very pathetically around the track and then pitted. And in all fairness, he fair did him. pit and come. I mean, yeah, fair play, it, firstly. But I mean, also, come on. It seemed like such a silly mistake. I know I I. I think everyone still is being too harsh on Sargent because I think he's up against a very good roster of rookies this year but
0: I don't know I th- I'm losing faith I don't know I thought it was Grant um like it looked similar enough to Stroll's crash maybe slightly better managed and the fact that he got it back into the pits I thought was quite good for like especially when it genuinely looks like the the His left wheel was literally just right on top of the wing. I'd say trying to control that would have been very difficult around the track. Look, I don't think he's going to be scoring that big this season, I think. hes
1: (laughs) It's a bit too late for that.
0: (laughs) Oh, I meant in general, like at any race. Like, I don't know if he's going to score big in any race. But the fact that he's made it to Q3 a few times and when he does do race, like we've never been like, look at that terrible mistake that he's done. I think when Latifi was there, it was very much like... Oh, there he goes again. Oh, there he goes again. Um, And obviously, he obviously had the crash in um, Abu Dhabi. Dhabi. Thank you, Mick. Now, he had the crash in Abu Dhabi. That completely, like, solidified him as the,
2: I don't know, scapegoat. (laughs) The goat.
1: The The puns just write themselves.
2: I actually thought sergeant's crash was a bit unfortunate. It was at that awkward point of the race where nobody could pit and everyone's tyres were getting very worn. Anyone who pitted was going to end up coming out in last and it looked like he just lost it for a split second. Mm. I think that was actually another another kind of, not positive for
0: Sargent, but positive for the Ferrari strategy when they were backing people up together so that that the pitting windows were very non-existent almost. So yeah. Yeah. I think obviously he was kinda someone that did struggle with that, unfortunately. But I feel like I I don't know if that's necessarily true either because when you're back of the pack like when you pit, you're probably expecting to be coming out in eighteenth, nineteenth or twentieth anyway. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if he would be able to build it. A... You
1: can't lose places if you pit last. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you can't lose places <laughs> if you if you don't have places to lose. <laughs>
1: The other thing I was going to say about Sargent is, I'm really shitting on him this week, but, you know, I've had plenty of other weeks where I'm rooting for him. I saw a TikTok, which is my way of saying it, a very unreliable source about the amount of spend that the each driver has cost their team this year. And Sargent is right up in number one at like 2.2 mil or something mad. And in second is Stroll, which I thought was kind of funny. And then I think in third was Perez. So I'm not sure where this information was curated, but I think it does track in terms of history this year. Potentially, yeah. um,
0: I'd say also probably Stroll might have overtaken him at the end of this weekend.
1: (laughs) Yeah, with that crash. Yeah, probably. And then we can talk about the shining star that is Alex Albon.
0: Yeah, doing very well this season.
1: Had a great race, although unfortunately he finished just out of the points in P11. But there was, it was only afterwards I saw footage of a shunt that was between himself and Perez. It seemed that Perez um, drove him wide and I think that really compromised his race, but like, there wasn't any footage of that and then no penalties
2: either. Who drove him wide? No, Perez got a five second penalty for it. Did he? Yeah, it just moved him from eighth to eighth. <laughs> um, It was a very silly dive bomb out of Perez looked like a bit of a desperation move and Alex turned in on him it was his line Perez was completely in the wrong but Alex came out the worse
1: unfortunately Perez does have a habit of that though he really does he's
2: making more of a habit of of it as
0: well I defended in the past but the more he does it the harder it is to defend
1: and it always, it, like, he's just, I think, one of those drivers that, like, when he needs to claw himself to the top when he's on the outs, he will step on literally anyone to get there. And although that can be, that can make a really admirable uh, driver, it can also lead to instances like this where, like, there was absolutely no reason for that. And now Albon's race was compromised and he's, like, obviously caused damage to other teams as well. So, I don't know. It, it's not a great look for him.
0: Yeah. Sorry, do you want to move on to Alpine next? Yeah, why not? Um, I'm going to touch on Uh Ocon, who I thought was having an all right race, decent enough. Um, and then he—I
1: would argue a fantastic race.
0: Another birthday boy.
1: Another birthday oh, boy. Birthday. Another Virgo.
0: <laughs> and where was he? Uh, he was in a pretty good position, I think, um, before he eventually DNF'd.
1: I think he was up in like P. Seven potentially up in the upper midfield, and he had. I personally think he had an amazing race, and I wanted to vote him for driver of the day before he crashed out. Oh, sorry, he didn't crash out. The engine just failed. There was some kind of issue with the car. Um, but I really felt for him because he was absolutely fighting for his life out there, and I think he really would have deserved some points. He definitely fought for it, but unfortunately, it was not meant to be.
2: He and Alonso had a great battle in the middle stint. And they were both doing their best to overtake Perez as his tyres were dying.
0: Oh, yes, that's right. That was fantastic.
2: Yeah, there's so much
0: happened in this race. It was very, very good. Yeah, that was that was a very good um, performance from all three of the drivers.
1: And I think at one point it was Ocon and Alonso who were literally side by side and Ocon would not back off. And... I think even Crafty in the commentary was like, I didn't even think that this track could hold two Formula One cars like side by side. But he really tested the limits. And that was very ballsy in fairness.
0: Yeah. Um, And then obviously then his teammate Pierre finished in sixth.
1: He did. Mr. P6 returns. Uh, I actually wrote virtually nothing for Gasly. He just kind of chilled.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of drivers, I think, had an anonymous race just because there was so much action everywhere we'll move on to Aston Martin I think obviously we've talked about Stroll and his incident um,
1: there so news just in from 24 hours ago that Aston Martin team boss Mike Crack said that there is zero chance of Lance missing the Japanese Grand Prix despite de- being quote unquote generally sore I would say all his muscles are just absolutely fucked
0: yeah I say he's got a bit of a shock like it was a massive shunt. So yeah, hopefully he'll be back for the next race. Alonso, on the other hand, had a very good race He'll maybe the last stint. Well, he
1: did get a five second penalty, so that wasn't great.
0: What was that for again?
1: It was, so it was on like lap 20 uh, when everyone was boxing because there was a safety car, I think, to clear up the debris from sergeants. Shunted into the wall Um, everyone obviously pitted and Alonso went to go into the pit lane and then he he had a little wobble and he basically went back over the pit lane
0: oh yeah uh,
1: the marker and then he went back in so he basically re-entered the pit lane yes um, I forgot about that it was a silly you can kind of almost see the split second decision where he's like oh will I continue out and risk it or like oh fuck it I'll risk the penalty and he risked the penalty and it was an unfortunate one and a bit of a silly one but he did serve it, and I don't think it affected his race that much
0: yeah I think in fairness he probably made the right decision like the state that the tyres were in the fact that he couldn't control right. it enough to stay in the pit lane initially probably shows you that the tyres were bad enough that if he had left it for another lap probably would have lost probably equivalent or more time do you know what I mean so yeah and um, probably
2: probably a best decision for him. Um he finished in fifteenth, though. Alonso had a lot of pit lane misery this weekend. So when he went in along with the two Mercs uh to get onto mediums at the end of the race, he served his five second penalty and then was sat in the pit lane for a further ten seconds as the team failed to get the back tire his on his rear right tire on. Yeah, I, was-
1: I think it was more than ten seconds, Mick
2: it was it was a 25 second stationary
0: stop overall yeah yeah so it was pretty bad in fairness um pretty unfortunate for him
1: and then he actually he re-enters just as the green flag goes which is a bit annoying as well and he also earlier on in the race he ran he went into the runoff at one point so i think he just had a series of unfortunate events oh that's Um, right
0: that's right yeah yeah
1: despite a good few scraps like he was in a an alpine sandwich at one point. Yeah,
0: I think he
2: obviously ran a good race. Just got really unfortunate in a lot of places. He had good pace. He was challenging char- Sergeant for P fourteen right at the very end. Like there you go, shitting on Sergeant,
0: and he came fourteenth, uh, beating the world champion.
1: You know what? Yeah, it's all about how you frame it. <laughs> Dead right. It's also important to note that Alonso is the first ever driver to complete 100,000 kilometres under race conditions. So he's the first in F1 history, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, he's been there a while and gone and come back. So fair play to him.
1: Yeah, that's your nice way of saying he's old. Well
0: done. So we have Haas and Alfa Romeo, but I think both of them had pretty much anonymous races.
1: In all fairness to Alfa Romeo, they actually had a bit of a shocking race but in news terms <laughs> Joe if we have actually something to talk about where Joe has been signed for a following year which is interesting yes, and I'm did also very that. happy yeah that
0: is good as
1: a Joe fan except they didn't really do anything to uh you know mark that occasion because Joe, tw- uh, Joe came 12th and Botas came 17th i say it once and I'll say it again what is happening to Botas? he is consistently in the bottom five
2: I think he's probably just. I think Alpha Romeo are just having a completely anonymous season. They're not really doing anything great, and that's just kind of where the car is. Yeah,
0: in fairness to Alpha Romeo as well, they obviously have a new team principal as well with Fred gone. So I'd say they're probably trying to steady their own ship in terms of their leadership.
1: Botas didn't even come seventeenth. Sorry, he DNF. (laughs) DNF. I can't remember what happened to him
0: that's the thing it uh, wasn't shown because there's so much going on I think less of anonymous oh, yeah. that race that, is that the broadcasters don't show them when there's so much happening it's less
2: exciting which is unfortunate oh that's right they just kind of pointed out that he was falling behind on like the map.
1: and then he was gone yeah
2: and then he was in the pits and out yeah so obviously
0: just some car issue for them so it was an unfortunate race for them Um. so then do you want to talk about the Red Bulls I think we talked about them already
1: I mean, do we have any parting words? It's a quite a nice change on this podcast to talk about how meh they were compared to getting how annoyed Max is. At. But in fairness, Max had a good race in terms of like moving up the ranks.
0: Yeah, he did actually. Obviously, it was their tyre wear Seemed very, very harsh this weekend. Obviously, everyone had that issue, but at some point, I think Max said it was like driving on ice. I know every other driver had issues Mm -hmm. with their tyres, but they really seemed to struggle with it. I don't know if they had extra downforce or what the
2: aerodynamic changes were, but it seemed to really, really struggle with it. So the Red Bulls got put in a bit of an awkward situation when Sargent's safety car happened. It was too early in the race for them to pit on the hards. Yes. So they just had to stay out and try to hold track position. Yeah, I think hoping for another yellow flag. For
0: starting on the on the hard tires, I think it
2: possibly would have been the like worst-case scenario that came to fruition for them. Yeah, I think if Sargent's yellow flag happens 10 laps later, I think a lot of the grid would have had to have pitted in that time and it could have really played into Red Bull's hands and we might actually be talking about how Max miraculously got back to the podium yeah but in fairness it's very refreshing to see a different podium i think it was quite quite good i think it really shows the potential this season had if max wasn't there
1: it was also really nice to not hear the austrian or the dutch national anthem and we got to hear the spanish but we got to hear the italian national anthem for ferrari oh my god yeah make knows i fucking love it's a banger it's so good this podium was obviously a little bit different to the other podiums because the glaringly obvious thing was that Red Bull weren't on the podium at all. But I wrote down some notes just as like observations and then stats that also Sky were calling out. So I'm kind of gleaning these. But first of all, very importantly, we got our first Smooth Operator of 2023 right, that was from brilliant. Carlos Sainz. yeah uh, enjoyed that. that, that w- yeah, me too. Very enjoyable. Obviously... Rebel streak was broken, that's pretty obvious and finally and most importantly it was McLaren's best result in Singapore since Jensen Button came P2 in 2012
2: and now, moving on to F pun, this week's topic will be sports
1: minus motorsport that's fair,
0: yeah
2: Uh,
0: Tramp Alpine oh, Nice. nice one Lance Casual
2: Stroll. <laughs> <laughs> Joe jumping. Oh, oh that's, that's a brilliant one. That's very
1: good. Oh god, we're never gonna beat Joe jumping.
2: Lewis hammer throw? Hmm, I'll take is it. That sport? Yeah. I think it is. It's the hammer throw. It's um it's um track and field event.
1: God, we I think we might need to Crown a new punk C- queen because these are very good Mick king king
2: no no it's still queen
1: <laughs> so you have to be the punk queen sorry
2: what about um, a max biking oh, oh that's good that's really good Esteban
0: octagon wrestling
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alon snowboarding
2: oh
1: yeah that's good yeah that works Fred Faz uh, surfing, Ch-
0: chest on. on.
1: Nice,
0: I like that. Yeah,
2: taekwondo Norris.
1: Oh, I was gonna say taekwondo Norris.
2: Mick just said that. <laughs> Which is yeah,
1: but with a, with an inflection.
0: <laughs> Parkour Piastri.
2: I, I I'll give you that one. I'm digging.
1: Yeah, Alex L. Bobsled. <laughs>
0: Triath Alonso.
1: Oh, good one. Paul Valtteri Bottas.
0: Oh, that's a pretty good one, yeah.
1: Oscar P. S. Street dance. Christian
0: horse racing. Oh yeah. 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 I love the way every single pun we do ends with an inflection upwards, as if does this does this qualify <laughs> as a pun? <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. (laughs) I'm Ron Burgundy?
1: That'll be all from us this week, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next Wednesday with our review of the Japanese Grand Prix.
0: If you've enjoyed the podcast, be sure to give us a follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It really helps if you leave us a review and make sure to tell your friends and family to give us a listen.
1: We're also on Instagram at Did you Watch the Race? all one word. And while you're there, check out Coley Illustrations who do all our lovely artwork. Despite being thousands of miles away, she's still dedicated.
0: So thanks for listening. I've been Colin. I've been Gemma. And I've been Mick. And we'll talk to you next Wednesday.
1: I've been Jason. Oh I've been Jason!
2: (laughs) You you, idiot. Think you found your blueprint? Perfect. (laughs) God, didn't realise you miss him that much.